Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 92. And for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you would subscribe. And as always, you can reach out to me on all the socials at flores.run. Hope everyone is having a great week so far. Hopefully you're staying warm, whatever part of the country or world, I guess, that you're in. Uh, It's freezing in Minnesota, but that checks out because it's winter. Um, today's guest is a returning guest. We had her on the show a very long time ago. We were just talking about before we started recording, uh, back when this whole, uh, COVID thing, uh, really started to get, uh, get some traction, if you will. You guys know that's, it feels like forever ago, but, uh, Robin was on episode 39, uh, where we kind of talked about this idea of, yes, I can, how we can do more than we say we can do. And we can kind of, when people say no, be like, oh yeah, I can do that. So, Today's conversation is kind of an extension for that, but Robin, thanks for being on the show again. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Anytime. It's always fun. It's always fun to have a nice old Tennessee accent too, because it's it's having <laughs> having that country swing. It's I've had I've had too many New Yorkers and Californians on the on the show lately. I need some some variety. Uh, mine is not that bad compared to some, let me tell you. <laughs> But I lo- but I love every minute of it. It reminds me of just back back living in North Carolina. I was saying this the other day. Like you just obviously you fall into accents as you talk to people that have that accent. And when I start saying Minnesota, I, I have like the Minnesota thing, like the extra O, and I'm just like, oh, this is bad. I've only been here for like four months, and I'm already doing this. I'm like, I need to stop that now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I moved back from Indiana to come back to Tennessee to get my accent. There you go. <laughs> Got to, got to bring it back. It's much better. Indiana is like a weird, a weird mix of that though. Cause it's like Midwest ish, but parts of it can kind of be like more of the, the South, but then you also have some of the other. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, today we're going to kind of, can, like I said, continue that conversation of yes, I can. And this idea of like taking a leap, you know, trying something new and kind of getting out there and Robin had brought this this topic up, so I'll let you kind of take the floor of kind of what's what's going on in this idea of take the leap and like your thoughts around it. So I have a lot of um, friends that have told me recently, gosh, I can't believe you're doing this. Um, and what I mean by doing this is starting your own business, going out on your own. That's a big, scary world. Um, it, any kind of business, solo, with friends, um, you know, where do you find the time, where do you find the money, where do you find the energy to get out there and just do it, um, or running your first 100 miler, you know, just any kind of first that you can think of. So uh, <laughs> I I just, I just, I sometimes I just leap before I think, um, which has done me well in some instances, but... <laughs> <laughs> done me well and others um but for so july of 2020 was actually when we had this first episode was when i started with this business i was working for another lady um who owned the business and then she wanted to retire so actually this business that i'm uh that i purchased that i'm running um which is nutrition llc here in nashville uh just kind of fell into my lap and i wanted to run my own business uh, as a dietitian for several, actually, when I first went to school as a dietitian, I said, this is what I want to do. I want to um, be in private practice. Um, and then after graduating with my master's degree in 2018, it 
it just kind of happened um, because I kept thinking this is what I want to do. And I kept pushing for it. So when I lived in Indiana, after getting my master's, I kind of started my own side business. Uh, um, so I went from working in the hospital and then on the weekends and evenings, I would see clients for my private practice um, and then decided to move back to Nashville. And kind of here I am. Um, it's not been easy, not been easy at all. So and running your own business, taking that leap of faith is not easy, I have to say. Um, but if you believe in yourself and you know that you can do this and you push hard and you work hard and you do the work, you can do anything. <laughs> right. I mean, um, and I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go. I was saying, yeah, that whole, do it. the whole idea of like the believing in yourself and having that like confidence obviously is like a big part of taking that leap, right? I know when we talked last time you were prepping for, I think it may have been your first ultra. You had already done one and that was going to be your next one. And I know like from a running aspect, you're really trying to understand that. And we can sometimes, especially in the runner's world, get this idea of just this imposter syndrome of like, who do, who do I think I am to run a hundred mile race? Like that is, that is still something as long as I've run, that is still something that just scares the living shit out of me. That, that I'd be Dumb, that'd be dumb enough to actually sign up for a hundred miler because I know once I sign up, then I'm obviously going to do it. But it's this idea of yeah. like, that's, that's just like next level to me. So I'm still like in awe of you when I saw you posting that stuff on online, I was just like, well, I'll be cheering her on. Cause there's no way in hell I'm going to be doing that. Episode. It, it, it just, and same, I, I don't consider myself a great runner at all. Period. I'm I'm not fast. I'll never be first. I will probably never podium in some big race ever. Um, I'm there for me. I'm there for my, my mental stability, my mental health, um, my physical health. So as a dietitian, um, that is one thing I do prioritize is mental and physical health. Thinking about the epidemics um, in the world today with disease and obesity and so that's kind of what's pushed me to to run my private practice is to help those that need it, um, whether it be a clinical disease or disease or obesity. And I'm actually I'm going to work towards hopefully getting my certification in sports nutrition um, this year as well. So I'm starting to work with endurance athletes because um, doing it yourself, you get to realize, oh, there's a lot more to this than just going to run 100 miles. <laughs> Who, who would have thunk? We got to think about drinking. We got to think about eating. <laughs> There's a lot of pieces pieces to this puzzle, but I think you you said something there that was I had to write down. It's this idea of like when you say I'm not the best runner or I'm not a good runner, whatever the case might be. Which bullshit, by the way. But that's a we, that's a whole another conversation. Uh, but this idea that you're there for you, like I'm there for me. Like you, we're doing these activities not necessarily to make our names known or to kind of push the envelope so people are aware of who we are, but really it's like, hey, no, this is this is for me. This is like my solitude. This is like my peace, my comfort. And especially with like mental health, especially just right now with everything that's going on, you know, it's like one week we're allowed to be outside, the next week we're not. And, and then we can't go places and you can't see family. You can't like, it can be, it can be tough, but this idea of, kind of taking a leap and trusting trusting yourself to kind of say, you know what, I can do this and, and giving yourself some goals, some things to do, uh, I think is super helpful just to to kind of push you out of that comfort zone, right? It's so easy for us to sit 
in our day to day and the monotony and be like, nope, I'm cool here. Like if I only run marathons, that's great. I only run marathons. But like I said, you're a crazy person. Like I see this stuff, the murder mile stuff or the other thing. I'm just like, I don't know, like good for you. That's, that's what I say. But it's, but I think that's where the difference from like maybe me and other people is, is I, I understand that piece and I can just respect it. Like, Hey, that is for you. Go all out for it. And I think understanding like, my leap is going to look different than your leap and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, yeah, and I, same with everybody. Um, it doesn't have to be ultra marathons. They can go swim the English channel, but you can go bike across the U S you can um, have a friend right now that wants to read every single one of the top 100 of times best novels. You know, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, have to be it can be whatever you want it to be just what makes you mentally and physically feel good about yourself because we need more of that um there's not enough of that there's a lot of negativity in the world when you turn on the news actually i don't even watch the news anymore i don't it's i don't want to turn on tv it's all negative it's right and i think the issue with it is the more negativity it just fuels especially with our cultural climate, at least in the U.S., just with how po- like how polar opposite everything has to be. You either sit on one far end or one other end. There can't be like, hey, can't we just love people? <laughs> like, can't we just be good human beings and like help each other out? No, no, <laughs> like, no, not at all. So, <laughs> I'm just thinking of this story in my head of where you'll pull over on the side of the road and help someone with a flat tire, but then you go punch somebody in the face for the last last loaf of bread on the shelf um, because of the winter weather. I'm just laughing. I'm just (laughs) neither here nor there. (laughs) But, but it's, it's so true. Like how, how often do we, when we, we don't align kind of our values with our everyday actions when like the stress Mm -hmm. of it comes, right? Cause you know, from running a business and and then finding time to take care of yourself mentally and physically, like it's exhausting. Like that's a full-time job itself. It's just making sure you stay sane. And this idea of starting a business and then everything that comes, comes on with that, it's this idea of trying to be like your authentic self throughout, right? Like how do you make sure that everything you're doing is kind of aligning with those values, moving forward with those values, knowing that like, Hey, hiccups come, things happen. You, you're not going to get it right a hundred percent of the time. But how do you kind of make sure that every step you take is kind of pushing you towards that mission, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I had a um, a thought there too. So um, you just said something that sparked a thought in my mind about um, pushing forward. And uh, I can, you know, you can listen to the podcasts, you can read motivational books um, and spiritual books and whatever, but ultimately you have to put in the work. You mm-hmm. Great. You read this book and you feel motivated and you're like, yeah, let's freaking do this today. Um, but do you actually get up and go do it? Do you actually go help that person? Do you actually do the work you need to do to get the business going? Um, do you actually put in the miles you need to put in to run that marathon or, or hundred miler? Um, so at the end of the day, are you proud of what you've done? Are you happy with yourself? And um, that's kind of how I look at it on a day-to-day basis. So when people say, how do you do it? 
I would never be able to run a business. Anybody can run a business. I mean, right. you can draw stick figures and sell them on the side of the road for all I care. That's a business. Um, so it's just, do you want to get up every day and then draw stick figures and sit there and talk to people, uh, communicate, sell your business? Um, so really all up to you. I've listened to podcasts. I've listened, I've read motivational books and that doesn't really, that doesn't get me going. What gets me going is how I feel at the end of the day. Did I do my best for me? Um, do I feel good mentally? Do I get, feel good physically, physically? And if I don't, I'll write it down and do better tomorrow. Yeah. And I, so, I, I love that mentality of, of too. It's like putting in the work is like, all right. So knowing it is half is only part of it. Right. Like if you know the thing, that's great. Mm -hmm. I know what to do and what not to do. But if I don't act on that, it's kind of useless. And this idea of putting in the work mm -hmm. to make sure you kind of go after that goal. But I really like that last part you said of just like you're realizing that, hey, I'm going to fall short in areas. So I'm going to write it down and do better tomorrow with it. I think so often, I know I do this a ton, is I like I beat myself up when I make mistakes or I do things maybe the way that I, I wouldn't have wanted to do them, you know, in hindsight. But this idea of like literally like writing them, journaling, however you want to call it, of saying like, hey, here's here's where I failed in this. And failure is not a bad thing. We've, we've talked about this before, of this idea of like if you never, if you're not afraid to fail, you're never going to do anything in life. So this idea of being able to to look at the things that you may not have completed or succeeded the way you want to and, and literally have a like a list of learning opportunities of saying, hey, this is where I failed. And then, you know, obviously if you see the same thing on the list multiple times, like, okay, maybe maybe there's something here. Maybe something's related. How can I adjust something? I, I love that like tactical response to it. Mm -hmm. So I, I use that in with my clients whenever we're talking about, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I just want to like lose this weight that I put on and I've tried all the diets and I've counted the calories. And of course, my first thing is, have you taken a journal and written it down and looked at it under a microscope? You know, that's the first thing I generally do is write everything down, write it down. And then they'll come to me a week later and be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that I ate this many times a day or didn't eat this many times a day, or I was only drinking 12 ounces of water a day. Um, or I thought I was doing more than I actually was or doing, you know, less. And, and so all these realizations come to light uh, when you actually write it down and put it in front of your face. So I do not make fun of those people who have post-it notes all over their house or in their mirror um, to look at on a daily basis. I'm like, put it on your refrigerator, on your mirror, something where you're going to see it because your brain cannot hold everything. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to forget there's something, there's too much going on in the world today. There's too much to know, so much information. We're bombarded online, books and things and news and media and all the social media. It's, um, your brain is exploding. So write it down, put it in front of your face. Yeah. helps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, like you said, there's a lot of pieces of information and, and like how fast information gets thrown at us now. It's so easy to kind of lose track. I like, I'm the worst because like I'll write notes on a pad and then I'll also type notes on like a notes app, but then I also have like the stickies on my computer and then I have posted somewhere. I'm like, I just need to get a better organizational system for my notes. But I think the idea of 
jotting down thoughts, jotting down ideas. I'm sure like if I looked at my phone right now, I probably have like 50 notes that just have like one sentence. And that one sentence could be like, hey, I was running and like right when I got back to my phone, I thought of this idea for a podcast episode or I called it, thought of a good cool concept or a design or something like that. And I think it's so true that if we write these things down, we become more aware of them. Another thing with it too is you can write it down, look at it the next day and be like, that was a stupid ass thought. Like, why did I think that was a cool thing then? It gives you almost that time to sit in it because if you don't even write it, you're going to forget it. And then it may have been a million dollar idea. I always joke that like, I'm sure I've had million dollar ideas on my runs, but I don't carry a phone while I run. So I had no way of documenting them. It's like, well, that, that sounded like, I, I know I thought of something for those 15 miles, but I don't, I couldn't remember what it was. So that reminds me of an idea. So as an entrepreneur, you you think of uh, just ideas randomly and you're like, oh, that sounds great. And then you and you think about it and then you start talking to people. And I did that when I first moved back to Tennessee in, in 2020. Um, I was like, what can I do to bring in some money on the side? And as I'm running on one of my long runs on the weekend, I'm thinking, hmm, I like to run. I love dogs. I could run with dogs. I'm going to create a business and call it Dog Tired. And I'm going to go run people's dogs. That's awesome. <laughs> so, and then I started like asking people, I'm like, and then they start coming up. This is where the negativity comes mm. in. They're like, oh, but what if something happens and liability and this and that? And I'm like, I just, and the, you're, you're just like, you're, you're kind of go down into a little hole slump. And you're like, I just want to run your dog for like a mile. Can I not just run your dog for a mile? And that, I mean, what's wrong with running your dog? For, I mean, I don't get it. Um, but it's true. What if you get hit by a car? What if your what if the dog gets off the leash? And then, then that dog does just animals are stupid. So <laughs> that's a, that's there is a, there's a lot of liability in play. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point though, because you from from the doubter side, not the thing. I think that business idea is a swell idea and you should still go after it, in my opinion. Um, but this idea of we start telling people these ideas, these dreams, these leaps that we're wanting to take. And instantly, 98% of the time, you're just getting hit back with the, well, this is why you can't do it. Or here's the problem with that. I know I do it all the time. Kayla comes up with some like amazing ideas for Hangry or for the photo business or for anything. And instantly I go straight to the, oh, well, we can't do that because of this. Or, oh, I've got to think about this piece. And it's like, no, no, no. Why am I, why am I instantly cutting this stuff off? Like, no, like let's say before I say no, let's say maybe, and then really think about it. And then if I, if then if it's a no, it's a no, but say maybe first don't lead with the no, but how do you, how, what's like some helpful ways that you kind of can kind of like get around those doubts and not kind of get sucked into them? Well, well that's a good question. Cause I, whenever I get, when I got hit with those, those doubts and everybody's like, nah, nah, I was just, I, I just kind of quit. I quit reaching for that little side business there. Um, and, and that's, that's a really good question. Um, I'm passionate, I guess, with the dietitian aspect in the, in my per, current private practice, um, I'm really passionate about health and wellness. And so I can dodge those bullets more easily because it's what I'm super passionate about. Yeah. Uh, and I can, 
look at people and say, you know, obesity is killing the world. Cancer is killing the world. Uh, diabetes is killing the world. Um, I'm helping. What are you doing? Um, so I can, I can come back a little bit if, if you know, and that's something else the, and the, how do I, I was going <laughs> to, you got, you've got word salad on me here. Um, so my business takes insurance and that's a leap. That's a kind of a hoop I have to jump through. My business has to jump through its insurance, uh, working with insurance companies and those liabilities is not fun. Um, so a lot of private practice dietitians, therapists, doctors, some of them don't take insurance at all. Uh, and that's why a lot of people won't go into private practice is because they think they have to take insurance or they have to battle with insurance companies. You don't have to. Um, but that's a lot of pushback I get is with insurance. And um, I'll continue to push through again because I'm just super passionate about it. Um, I don't have a better answer for you on that. No, I think, I mean, I think, you, you, I think you said the answer without realizing you said the answer. It's this idea of when you're passionate about something or you, you kind of find a way to persevere through it. Right. So it's when it's, it's kind of turning that page and understanding like, Hey, I have some stupid ideas. I would say like 99% of my ideas are quite dumb. However, if I'm passionate about a hundred percent of them, then that extra, that 1%, I'm, I'm going to nail that 1%. If I'm always passionate about it, we're going to go through it. And that's why like, I always like, I'll design shirts that literally like this shirt is, has never been for sale. I liked it and I never sold it. And I was just like, that's fine. I'm the only person that has it. But it's like, I've seen other people are like, oh, I really don't like that. I'm like, well, I like it. And this is what I'm wearing. And it is what it is. We, we have these like passion product projects. And if we can think of kind of like almost everything we're doing of taking that leap because I know, I mean, you're obviously running in a different crowd right now. Cause as, as you start running longer races, you start making friends that don't think they're as crazy, which is a, is a weird thing. It's like, Oh, my new, my current group of friends doesn't think a hundred mile is as crazy as like my original set of friends was. That's just how it works. Um, I had a, uh, Oh, I, I need to find it. But Pete, um, uh, Kastana, he, he was the guy who ran from Alaska to Key West uh, in oh, yeah. 98 days. Or Key not a Key West. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah. Him and I chat all the time, and we were talking. He was just did a six-day race out in Arizona. It's, I think it was maybe a little over a mile loop, and you basically just do it for six days. Um, I know he didn't have a great race. I didn't see what his thing was, but he was hoping to like basically win. He's won it a couple times, but he had to like tell them – of like he had posted a picture of his food and I made the comment of like, do you run the whole time? Like, how do you, do you sleep? Like all of those like real jokes of just like, I can't imagine driving that long. And he's like, I have to post these things. So my non running friends and family understand like how this thing works. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that thought, but it's this idea of as your friends, as your, I think I got it. As your friends kind of change with these things that you're doing, you start inherently having people around you that are just as passionate about the thing that you're passionate about. So again, if you just started yes. running and you're like, I'm going to do a hundred miler, everyone around you be like, you're batshit crazy. And then more than likely mm -hmm. you're going to get in your own head and you're not going to do it. 
but through that progression, right. as you change relationships and and meet new people, you kind of get people that are more on your side, and we gravitate towards that, totally. right? Like wherever we're being accepted, we're going to kind of gravitate towards, which is why, the, like I will tell anyone now, like ultra running is like a drug, because as you get into the community and you start meeting new people, you find people that have gone further than you and continue to go further than you. You'll never catch up to somebody else, but you get this you you get this feeling. Of just like being a part of a community that's always kind of backing you and pushing you. So I think, like I said, I think you answered the question without realizing you answered the question. Uh, but it's this idea, I think, of like if you're passionate about the stuff, I think that's kind of what helps mm -hmm. you drive to say like, hey, you know, the doubters on the outside are one thing. But I guess one question for you in in terms of that, obviously with all of the running stuff you've done, but the business stuff, all this stuff, I think self-doubt is where is where it's so hard to really understand how do we how do we quiet if not try to silence the voice in my head that I'm not able to do this. Um so I encourage those that have that self-doubt to go to a volunteer at an ultra volunteer somewhere that has those people that you want to be in, in the in crowd with, um, go to, um, you know, a meeting of some sort or a community group thing that has that collaboration and those that, that has that same mindset as you, and you will start to get past that. Um, when I, so as a dietitian, we have to maintain our licensure through continuing education units. So we have to do webinars and we have to um, do all that continuing education stuff. And even at first you're like, oh God, I don't want to do this. And what the heck am I doing with my life? And this is stupid. But then you get there and you start collaborating with other dietitians and talking about um, how to improve health and wellness in the community or in the hospitals, especially now with COVID. Um, you know, I know ICU dietitians and, and everybody that's working with doctors and it's horrifying, um, but you get that sense of that, that fire is lit under you again. And that passion burns a little bit brighter each time you put yourself out there. Um, and I'm going to put that out there into the ultra running too. So when I go to, I'm going to list a specific event, I'm shout out to Tennessee Mile, Mid-State Mile, um, Becca and John that are the race directors here in Franklin, Tennessee, come to their event, watch these ultra runners run this 1.1 mile loop with 340 feet of elevation gain per loop um, at Mid-State Mid Mile, which is the last man standing race in June. Watch the emotions um, come across that line every 20 minutes um watch the tears the smiles the laughs the the cursing um and at the end you just were like yeah this is great i love this it just gets that emotion going and that passion going and just, um so just get out there and, and get your butt out the door go meet people go to events wear a mask <laughs> <laughs> you know don't be afraid <laughs> <laughs> don't be afraid to go out the door. I understand that, you know, people are afraid of COVID, but you, in order to light that fire and be passionate or get, or get going again, you have to get out and do something. 
you can't you, you can't sit in the house. That'll be the that'll yeah. be the title of this episode: Wear a mask and go outside. Um, <laughs> but this this idea, like, it's so funny though because obviously in the last few years we don't know the long-term effects of all this stuff, but how many people are like, are afraid to go outside are afraid to be around other people. And I understand if you have underlying conditions, there's, there's obviously, I'm not a doctor and I don't even play one on TV. So I'm not going to pretend like I know what the hell I'm talking about, but we get from a mental health standpoint, like it's not good just to talk to people on screens. You, you need to kind of be with people. You need to be outside. You need to get fresh air. You know, we, you need to do those kinds of things to really help yourself and really help just like the community as a whole. Cause we're, we're all in this together. We're all dealing with it, but it's how do we actually react in those situations? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, <laughs> and I hate to say this, but, um, therapists, psychiatrists, um, doctors, we're all booked, dietitians, we are all booked for several months in advance at this point because um, the mental health crisis has skyrocketed. Um, So that's what I'm saying. Get outside, get outside. You see outside, go up there. Oh, that green stuff on the ground. That looks nice. I haven't seen that in a month. Get some vitamin D. That's how you get it is some sunshine. <laughs> but it is it is funny how we can get caught up in self-doubt, uh, not really realizing our full potential. And then you add something like this where all of a sudden I'm not having community. I'm not interacting with other people. I'm not doing things with people. And you can your self-doubt just gets louder. It's not like it goes away. Mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody mm-hmm. earlier about this. Is it's the idea of it's like I don't know if you can ever silence it, but you could try to, you can quiet it. You can minimize the noise it makes mm-hmm. because it's always there. We're, we're programmed with um, our environments and how we've learned and everything. That's just in uh, innate in us. So how do we kind of, you know, quiet it? But at the same point in time, if when we add these things where we don't, we don't get outside, we don't try to get into community, we, we're hurting ourselves in the long run. Yes. And that, that's where I come back to the, the challenger, challenging yourself to make that list, make those goals. You know, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you, you have all these choices and, and, and decisions to make um, in your life. You have a whole new year ahead of you. Most people have a long life to live. What are you going to do with that life? You've got one life to live. What are you going to do? So I, again, challenging my clients to write down just start with your first three priorities, write it down. That's all you got to do. And then look at that number one and then break it down. What am I, how do I get to that? How do I get to that priority? What do I need to do to get there? Do I need to buy new running shoes? Do I need to enter a race? Do I um, need to call somebody and ask for help? Um, do I need to hire a CPA to help with taxes? You know, there's... <laughs> It's, are you just it's reading from your to-do list? Too. Like that's exactly what's on your to-do yeah. list now. <laughs> <laughs> Buy new running shoes, hire a CPA. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, just again, just really asking yourself that reason why 
And that's a hard question to ask, you know, why do you want to run a hundred miles? Why do you want to run a business? If you're feeling that self-doubt, go back to your baseline, um, go back to square one, kind of starting over a little bit and uh, understanding your reason why again, and pushing those self-doubts aside. Yeah. And I think that so. that helps with like the idea of this taking, taking the leap that we kind of keep coming back to is you're, you're going to have moments, you're going to have speed bumps, you're going to have things where you're just like, what the hell am I doing? Like, why am I, why am I continuing to do this thing f for whatever reason? And, and yes, it's good about stepping out in faith, getting uncomfortable. But like you said, is you need to know the why you're doing it. Like if you're not doing it for you, you know, okay, are you doing it because somebody else is asking you to, or is it somebody else's dream or you feel like you're expected to do it? You know, all of these things, of, of why you're doing something. But if you don't know the why, you're never going to figure out the how. So it's like, I love that. Like getting back to the first point of understanding what my why is in this circumstance. And then from there, literally, you know, being, being tactical with it, writing it down, making sure that you like can break it down mm -hmm. into a piece that makes sense. I love, I love that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a battle a lot of my clients have is they're doing, they're losing the weight for somebody else or for mm -hmm. something else that if, or getting healthy or battling an eating disorder or gaining muscle or whatever it is they're trying to accomplish in their nutrition uh, journey, if it's not for them or if it's not for you, you probably won't be successful. Um. So we'll have to step back and reassess what the heck you're doing, you know? Yeah. I mean, because you think about your, your, if you're living somebody else's dream or giving somebody else's idea of how you should be doing, I mean, I'm sure you see that a lot. Like you said, with people losing weight for someone else, like if I, if I looked different, if I weighed less or if I had more muscle, he or she would like me more, or that's how I get someone to fall back in love with me or whatever the case might be. And, on the surface, I get I get the sentiment. It's like, hey, this is what it is. But but to everyone listening, like if if someone is basing their affection, love, or whatever off of like the way you look, it's probably not healthy. Like again, not a doctor, don't play one on TV, but that's not a healthy place to be in any type of relationship, whether it's a friend or or something different, where it's this idea of if I change, then so-and-so will like me more or I'll, I'll be respected more. Or I'll have more influence. And I know I dealt with that a lot, just corporate career wise of like, I didn't fit the bill. Like I tried to, you know, to be the nice thing. I'm going to go up the corporate ladder. It's going to be buttoned up. We're going to wear the ties. We're going to be like super professional. And then when I left my old company where I work now, it's like, I joke, but it's like a bunch of hippies was where I work, where it's just like, you know, senior leadership has like, you know, huge giant gauges in their ears and it's like covered in tattoos and stuff like this. And, and then it helped me realize like, wait a second, like these people are also very smart and very successful. Like, why are we judging people by the way that they look? And that's why it's like, I grew out my hair and I'm doing whatever. And it's like, you know what? Not that I'm trying to be like unprofessional, but I want to be me. Like whatever that is, like, yeah. that's what I want to be. And understanding that like, Hey, my work ethic and the things that I do are going to kind of speak for itself. So when we mm -hmm. take this, take this approach, take this leap, even if it's not like a a physical thing, 
starting a business, running a race, but like taking that leap for yourself to step out in confidence to know like, hey, I'm worth I'm worth it and I'm going to continue going after my hopes and dreams because that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then of course there's that quote that you do what you like and do what you want and do what makes you happy and then you attract that. Um, which I have found it's taken me 35 years to realize um, that doing what you want and doing what makes you happy and your life that it attracts the stuff that you want in life and it gets rid of that negativity that you don't want and gets rid of that drama that you don't want and those people that you don't need in your life um, bringing you down your circle gets smaller that's fine who needs 100 friends anyways when you have those few that will do anything for you and give you the shirt off their back yeah and so and that's where i found in the altar community um and my rd friends as well they just they love you for who you are um, they'll do anything for you. So if you, if you need someone to um, pour soup down your throat at mile 50 or pop your blisters on your feet, I mean, they're there for you. That's a, Those are real so. friends. When you see those people like at aid stations, like feet off, like massaging feet and doing that stuff. And I'm like, God bless you. Cause there's, I'm like, I'd lose some friends, but like, you know what? I don't think this is for me. So, uh, the, and then, uh, we had a, a, a friend, um, new to the whole ultra running thing. And she was just joining us as kind of a crew member on our last 40 hour race in December. And she had to stick her fingers down some dude's throat. She never even uh, knew cause he had a tooth issue and he was like, I need this dental stuff put on my tooth. I don't know you, but can you just stick it in there for me? And that was the, just the funniest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> but but you think you think She's about like, those things. They, She's like, Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. Open wide, please. Uh but you think about those things and it's super interesting because in that type of community, no one knowing the other person, you're always willing to help. Always willing Absolutely. to like lend a hand. Nice. And it's crazy how like if if we as a society just acted like that, that we took care mm-hmm. of people where they were at with what they needed mm-hmm. because we mm-hmm. usually have more than we need. And and this idea of like, mm-hmm. what I have isn't meant for me. And I'm not necessarily talking about like money and stuff, but like we have time. How are we making a difference? Your dietitian stuff, obviously you love it. You went to school for it. You're doing it. You have your own business, but you're really wanting to help people live healthier lives. Like that's the whole point. Like you are giving back in a way. Yes, it's a service, but the reason your why is because you're making people healthier. You're helping them make healthier decisions. The reason I do what I do is because it's super creative and it's interesting. And that's why I have like 15 projects going on at the same time because I always need to be like doing something crazy. But I think when when you kind of lean into that and kind of say, go back to the why, it makes it easier kind of to take the leap because yes, you're, you're still stepping out in faith into unknown territory, but again, you know what your passion is, you know what your why is, so you have a, a good foundation that when you jump, you're going to land on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and then finding that community to help you. So this finding the RD community, finding the ultra community, if you have those self-doubts, that's why I said you've got to step outside of your house. You've got to go talk to people. 
um, go find a running group, a local running group to run with, to get that fire back under your butt, uh, go to a community event, whatever it is to light that fire again. But that's, that's what's going to keep you pushing and keep those self-doubts quiet, I think, is finding that community within your passion with what you want to do. Yeah, for sure. Robin, thanks for being on the show again. It's always like the time just flies by. I look down and I'm like, oh man, we should probably wrap up here soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What uh, so, Which 100 mile yeah, race are you doing? I didn't have a shout out though. You, um, um, Hennepin. Okay. Good. And Do your shout out. Sorry. Cover, I didn't mean so. to interrupt. No, um, I was going to say, um, I love Becca and John and BMFJ Endurance. And so would love to see some more faces at their last man standing event in June at the Mid-State Mile in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, Come join us for hours and hours and hours of fun. Um, But they just, we did their 40-hour event last December and it was a blast. And there was, I think, 30 runners that did the 40-hour event. And you want to get to know people real well. Come out, hang out, camp. That's, um, that's you the might best even get to see some You never know. <laughs> Blisters, molars, whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, I am running my first hundred in October at Henny Pen, and would love to see some friendly faces. Um, so come on out, cheer me on. Would love it, or come join me for a couple miles. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at my schedule. Out. I know I said it before we talked last time. I was like, yeah, I'll come out and crew or whatever. And then I moved further away. Um, but I'm, I'm going to figure out sometimes so I can come out and run with you. It's only been two years in the making, but we'll figure out somehow to make that work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or you should come down to Tennessee mile and do the 24 hour event next December. Ugh, well, uh, I mean, December might not be a bad time to leave Minnesota. So that might be, might we might have to talk about that. See, this is this is why you can't have ultra friends. See, you're already talking me into something, and I didn't even think about it yet. Next thing you know, I'm gonna be registered for it. Yeah, sneaky, sneaky. I see it. Um, but for <laughs> for those that want to kind of get in touch with you, what's the best way that people could reach out or learn more about you uh, and kind of what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my private practice has its own website. It's called nutritionllc.com. And that's nutrition spelled with Y-O-U as in nutrition um, focused on you. Um, and then you can also hit up my Instagram at rockandrobin.fit. That would be fantastic. I would love to help anybody. Um, I do a lot of virtual um sessions with clients so happy to take any type of virtual client at this time even if it's across state lines so even if you're up in minnesota or up in ohio or indiana or new york or i can't i can't do that i can't do that you tried you started with the minnesota and then you just went just way down that's okay it's okay a for effort i'm done I'm done. Yeah. Done. Perfect. So we'll have, we'll um, have all of our information in the show notes so you can check it out. Reach out to Robin. Robin, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. To everyone else, reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.run. You guys know the deal. Subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. Super helpful. Visit the website, www.flores.run. Go to wearehangry.com, buy some hangry gear. You won't find this one, but you'll find some other cool stuff. So check it out. Uh, remember to keep running with purpose. One step at a time. See you next week. 